This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Black Girl Gone Afterthoughts. I, of course, am your host, Amara, and I am here with my husband and my co-host, Jason. What's going on, folks? So this week, we did a solved case, um, and we did the story of Miss Gail Smith, who um, was tragically murdered in a murder for hire. And this case was really different than a lot of the cases that we do, because I've never done a case where the siblings were the people responsible for the person's murder. I've done, you know, of course, the spouse or the intimate partner. That's something that, you know, pretty common. We've done stories where it's been a friend. We've even done a story where it was a son, um, a child, when we did the um, uh, Miss Yolanda story. So, but the sibling thing, that was a new, that was a new kind of thing for us to do or a new story. And, and that's, one of the things that caught my attention about the story immediately because that's just not something that you that you hear very often. Now, this is a story that has been covered on um, true crime shows, so it's not a story that is unknown or people didn't know about it. It's a story that, you know, um, not everybody knows about, but people have heard about, and it's been covered on um, some, you know, investigation discovery show, and Oxygen did a show about it. But still, even still, it's one of those stories where... It's just it's a it's a it's a crazy story, and so um, we decided to tell it this week. Um, it's one of the stories that we cover that's soft because, you know, we do cover stories that do have you know outcomes. So and of and of course, um, all the stories are important. Mm-hmm. And I think that of course, when you talk about a black girl gone, it's important because we are trying to ampl- amplify these stories mm-hmm. um, from a different perspective. Yeah. So. Um, you can go ahead on and give your take on the case and everything that you know about this case. Okay. So, yeah. So, the just to give the little recap. So, um, this, this story was about Gail Smith. She's 59 years old. She was uh, living in Berryville, Virginia, which is a very small town in Virginia. Like I said in the story, it's about 60 miles outside of Washington, D.C. Uh Gail moved to Virginia after she retired. She was a flight attendant for a few, for, for not a few years, for several years. She was a flight attendant. She was originally from Brooklyn. And so she moved to Virginia to kind of start over, you know, after retirement, want to start a kind of new life and, you know, start over or 
you know, the second part of her life, I should say. Uh, she got involved in the local community down there, got involved in local politics, ended up running for city council, uh, won her seat. Uh, but her dad also was sick during this period of time. Her dad had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so she was spending a lot of her time going back and forth, visiting him in the nursing home and making sure that her dad was okay. So she was dealing with like all of these personal things while she was also focusing on this second kind of career with city council and all those things. Then there were also her siblings who she had, her brother and her sister. And during this time, she was involved in a legal battle with them because she was seeking guardianship over their father because of his Alzheimer's. And Gail, being the person that was kind of there for him and taking care of him, felt like she should be the one granted guardianship. The siblings didn't agree. So about a year after Gail is elected to her position as a city councilwoman, uh, she, July 2000. Uh, I'm sorry, July 2009, her aunt calls the police because uh, she hasn't heard from Gail in several days. Right. About four days go by, she hasn't heard from Gail. And this is unusual because she talks to Gail almost every day. And so she calls the police. The police go over to Gail's home and they find Gail dead in her home. And she had been, what they find out is she had been dead for four days. She had been murdered on Sunday, and and she was dead. Someone had came and shot Gail in the head. Uh, Didn't take very long for them to kind of piece the puzzle together and figure out that her brother was the person involved in this and ultimately um, hired someone to murder Gail. And her sister also was involved. And so that's kind of, yeah, that's that's the (laughs) recap of the story. It's, It's pretty much, yeah, it. Okay, so I know that in the episode, um, a big part of the show notes mm-hmm. and um, one of the things that you stated was, of course, that they killed her for some money. Yes, money. But, um, no. Talk about that. So they, so like I said in the little in the recap. Gail's father was sick. He had Alzheimer's. And so he was unable to take care of himself. He had, it, you know, the, as the disease progressed, he ended up in a nursing home. And so he needed someone to take over his estate and 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 guardianship over him and and all those things, which is something that happens when when people get older. That that, you know, sometimes even not with Alzheimer's, this as people get older, you know, their children start to take over their affairs and, and make sure that, you know, things are in order. But in this particular case, uh, her dad had Alzheimer's. And so she had been taking care of him. He, they, they, she was living in Virginia. He was in a nursing home in Virginia, about an hour away from where she lived. And she was the main person taking care of him. Now, from what I could find in reporting, the other, her siblings, her brother and sister, uh, Tim Jr. and and Deborah, they didn't have a close as close a relationship with their father, and so this was part of the reason why Gail was the person who had taken over that responsibility of of taking care of him in that at that point. Okay. However, because the estate, it wasn't just you know taking care of dad; it was also control of his money and his estate 
was worth $750,000. And so, of course, if Gail got guardianship over her father, then she would also get control over the money and the estate. And the siblings, although they, like I said, according to reporting, they didn't have as close a relationship with their father and they weren't the ones that were the primary caretakers at that point, they felt like they should get that money. And so that was the... um reason why all of this took place. It was because they wanted to eliminate Gail, who would be the the only person to challenge them for this estate. Because as this as the father as his children, it was going to go to one of them. And if they can eliminate the person who feels that she's entitled, she wasn't, you know, what I could gather is that she wasn't going to share this with them because that's why they were fighting about it. You know what I mean? Like they were fighting because they weren't like, well, let's, I'm, you know, I'm going to split the estate and we'll split it. Clearly, Gail had intentions of controlling the full estate. And the, the the siblings were like, well, we want a piece of that. And not just a piece of it. They actually wanted all of it. That that was the, they wanted all of it. They yeah. didn't, because if they just wanted a piece of it, like I said, they could have worked something out. They could have figured it out. And, and the father wasn't even dead at that point. That's the other crazy part. So... You know, they were probably, their intention was, I guess, to steal money from their father, you know, because the the money wouldn't have been available f- for anybody's use until after the man was deceased. Yeah, after so, he passed. Yeah, so, so, yeah, but that was the start of this whole entire story is this estate. That's that's where it all started. and And their greed and desire to have the money. And so Deborah and Timothy decided that they were going to pair up and 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 they probably just had a closer relationship they probably um were you know better you know like i said they had a, they had a better relationship with each other than they did with Gail and so they were like it's me and you against her and we're going to you know and even the, and obviously they weren't willing to wait out the the legal process right. so, or or didn't feel like they was going to win Okay, so um, do you have anything else? I mean, just because this case was, um, of course, a soft, soft case. case. Yeah. Um, do you have anything that you want to just elaborate on about the case before we get into questions and, and a few comments? comments yeah. I know that sometimes we put the comments out late, but you know, and I know you guys um, have to have more uh, questions uh, when the case is not solved, solved or is a because, disappearance. Because these are the things that we're trying to tap into and figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, we're just going to just kind of talk about and go through. So yeah. uh, give me some of your perspective. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, it's 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 a solved case. And so there are not a lot of like big questions or mystery to the story. We know a lot of the things yeah. about the case. And, and we know and, who done it. Yeah, and, and like I said, this has been featured on true crime shows and they've done a great job of, of telling the story and, and interviewing the people that were close to it. And so there's so many things that we know about this story. But for me, I think the, the thing that, I guess even if, I guess it is kind of a, not shocking, but, well, it's kind of shocking. That, so when the, we know that in the story or in the in this case, Timothy is actually arrested and charged with um, a, 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 the, the conspiracy charge after Gail is murdered because this information comes forward by this Edward guy who who had rented a room from him that Timothy had approached him about poisoning 
Gale with snake venom, which to me is just like, what in the, where, first, where was he going to get snake venom? And how was that, like, that, that just lets you know how crazy and desperate these people were because why would you be trying to poison somebody with snake venom? That seems like the most outrageous, like, something out of a movie. But, you know, when you're desperate and you're and you're greedy, I could see how maybe that, that might have been an option. But anyway, so he he goes to, Timothy goes to Edward and says, I'll give you $2,000. I want to get snake venom. I want to poison my sister, make it look like it's a heart attack, blah, 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 blah. But at the time, Edward is like, no, I don't want to help you. Now, the thing about that situation is that had Edward come forward earlier, let's say he came forward before Gail was murdered, there's this very big possibility that this may have may have never happened because if he had come forward with the information like listen this woman's brother has approached me offered me $2000 to kill her then Timothy might have ended up in jail then right and that might have this none of this may have never happened so it's one of those situations where you wish that people and and I and I can't you know, you never know. He might have had a criminal background himself. He might just, you know, everybody's not just going to run to the police. So that's also, you know, we got to keep that in mind. That's not part of everybody's like, oh, I'm just going to go tell the yeah, police what definitely. happened. You know what yeah. I mean? Like sometimes there's a, it, 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 like I said, it depends on what he's involved in. It depends on his, what his actual relationship was with Timothy. All of those things. Um, he might have thought, and maybe he wasn't 100% serious. Who knows what 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 he thought, but he didn't go to the police. And ultimately, what Timothy wanted, Tim Jr. wanted, was that was was his sister murdered, and and he got that. Him and and Deborah, they they plotted, they planned, and they eventually found Tony Sharp, who was willing to do it. And so they decided to, uh, you know, nix the whole poison with the venom and all of that plan, probably because they realized that that was probably impossible. I don't know how they felt felt like they were going to get venom from a snake. I mean, they're just like, I, I don't know. That, yeah, <laughs> that part just sounds no so clue. crazy to me. So they nixed that idea and they decided that they would just go for the old classic, we'll just shoot her and kill her. And they, you know, set her up, brought the fake flowers, had it look like it was delivery. Because one of the things that they say in the, um, in the oxygen documentary, the, the cop that was the one who arrived on the the scene, uh, Officer Farrell, uh, I'm sorry, Frenzel, he says that, you know, Gail was, Gail was from New York. She wasn't, even in a small town, she wasn't just one to just open her door for anybody. And so had Tony Sharp showed at her door, showed up at her door randomly, she probably wouldn't have opened the door for him. And so that's why they had to come up with this whole ruse with the fake flowers and you know, making her think it's a flower delivery so that she would open the door. But, yeah, but like I said, back to the whole, you know, the brother and sister and the greed thing. Um, you know, that's just, you know, it's like I said, it's a, it's a story where there's so many things that were so unnecessary in, in, in this story. You know, obviously, Gail's murder, but... Just, you know, the greed over $750,000. You know what I mean? Like, you, you killed your sister over $750,000 from your father's estate. Like, yeah, man. That, that's, you know, but, but yeah, that, that, that part about the, about the, um, about Edward 
not coming forward to the police. I think that to me, out of everything that's that stood out in this story, that that to me, because I felt like that that confession of his, you know, obviously it came after Gail was dead, and that was because he knew that. Gail had been murdered and that they were looking for a suspect and he had this information. And so at that point, I'm pretty sure guilt came in and he was like, I got to say something. I got to tell them what I know. And so he came forward and said something. If only he had felt that guilt or felt something beforehand, um, you know, it could have changed the the ultimate outcome of the situation. But, you know. Yeah. And and, and, uh, in the story, I mean, of course, obviously uh, they weren't close. Obviously, yeah. Um, you know, I have siblings. As I was going to say, you, you, you got to, you, you're now, the youngest Mar, of all no, your well, siblings. Now, Mar has no siblings. Yeah, I'm my only child. But I have siblings. I have four siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trina, Tashara, Leonard, Tanay. I have four siblings. I have one brother. And, um, you know, we've been through tons of things together just growing up. And uh, I couldn't imagine, you know, even through all of the things that we've been through mm-hmm. for any any amount of money, um, just like I said about other situations, just going to them. Like, at the end of the day, if I was just down, and we've all been down, yeah. you know, you know them times when you yeah. down and the light bill, you know, grandma grandma say the light bill, <laughs> and the light bill do, mm-hmm. you would just be like, uh, listen, man, I, I need some of this money. You know, can we talk? Mm-hmm. Can we figure it out? And, uh, of course, nobody's perfect. Yeah. But just the just the communication factor to your to your family, letting your them know, like you know what I mean, to your siblings, letting them know the that you're not part. you're not yeah. good right now. And you I know, think that the other thing is, is that when you when like and like I said in the episode, you know when when a when a parent is getting older and they're getting sick, or you got to deal with their estate and you got to handle the business of a parent, that can be a tough time for siblings. And a lot of people find themselves fighting with their siblings over things. That That's not an uncommon thing. It's not. That's not uncommon at all. It's actually very, very, very common. And it happens all, all the, the time. All the time. All the time. Because first of all, j- just because you're brothers and sisters don't mean you're not people. You're individual people. <laughs> and you have individual thoughts and, and feelings and, and desire, whatever. And now you're having to come together to make decisions about your parent, and it's also tough because of whatever the circumstances are, and and a lot of times, and, and that can be a make or break point for for a family. But for you to decide that you're gonna, you know, kill your sister over it is really, that's just that's that's that is the uncommon thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that, not, and not that it hasn't happened before. I'm sh- I'm sure this is not the only story in which something like this has happened. I'm pretty sure it's happened before and it's happened since. But it doesn't make it any, you know, doesn't, you know, like I said, it's not, it's still not something that happens in, in terms of the percentage of times that this siblings go through this versus how many times it ends up in somebody being murdered. Yeah. It's just it's know, extra sad. Yeah, it's man. extra sad. Yes. It's extra sad. So um let's go to some questions and comments. Um, from what I saw on Instagram, mm-hmm. of course the post was kind of late, but uh, we'll go to comments on the previous post and see what uh, people had to say about this case. Um, the first thing I want to read is a comment, mm-hmm. and it's the comment that's on Spotify. And it's what we've been talking about, basically. It says, how can somebody be that evil to murder your own sister or brother? The hatred 
They hated her so much. She deserved to receive whatever her father left her. She cared for him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like she took care of him. And I'm glad that she finally got justice. And I'm, you know, this is what this person is expressing. Yeah. And of course, that's I mean, that's just the sentiments. I mean, of course, you don't know what people go through or what, you know, problems that they go through, but you know, your sister or your brother, of course, that's just something that, you know, you can't, you know, you can't fathom, you know, doing that to your sister or brother. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Agree. Um, <laughs> agree. Yeah. yeah agree. Definitely, yeah. Uh, let's go to Instagram for some other comments. Um, okay. It reads, I feel like more time should have been given to all involved, especially the sister of girl, as she was the supposed mastermind. Mm-hmm. No amount of money would make me kill my siblings. Well, yeah, I I agree that I'm I'm glad that that you read that comment because I I actually 100% agree. I thought that the sentence was really really low considering what happened. I mean, the brother got 23 years, the shooter got 25 years, and then Deborah the sister got 8 years and she was really only charged with perjury. So I mean, that's not that those should have been life sentences. I mean, and not only did Timothy murder and 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 Timothy and Deborah planned to murder their sister and actually go through with it. They had already tried to do it before. They had already approached someone and solicited someone before and he had served jail time for it. So the fact that they had gotten such, you know, light sentences, I I, I think that they they definitely should have gotten way more time than than 23 years. I I, I think in the case of the shooter. They felt like, and some of the you know reporting that I was reading about it, they kind of felt like I guess he was manipulated by these two people. That I don't know what his situation was, or you know why he was in a place where he could be manipulated. But that was kind of I guess the police's theory that he had been manipulated by these people, and and that's you know maybe that's why he didn't even get more time. But nonetheless there should have been way more time given out for what they did and how they did it. Gail was not doing anything. Like they 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 walked up, they knocked on her door and 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 murdered her. It's just it's really an, a heinous crime for and they did it for money. And and so uh yeah, they both they all should have gotten more time and and Deborah definitely, you know, if like you said if the if police had come to the the theory that she was the mastermind behind it. You know, maybe they just didn't have enough proof to prove it because Timothy was ultimately the one who gave the money and and made the arrangement. But still, it, it is shocking that she only got eight years. That's, that's not a lot of time for playing yeah, to murder your sister. No, nah, not at all. And um, I'm going to go to a comment uh, on IG, mm-hmm. which says that... <laughs> Which is what you always say, and which and what we know about these cases. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read the whole comment, but mm-hmm. it says it starts out: the enemy is closer than you think. Mm-hmm. And that is just such. Uh, I don't know. I guess you could say uh, prolific, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because that's just what 
what happens in all of these cases, mm-hmm. it's always somebody that, you know, uh, for the most part, you maybe know or that's close to you mm-hmm. or that's hating on you or that's jealous of you mm-hmm. or... Um, yeah, man. I don't know. No, yeah, it's true. Because here's the thing. As much as there is random crime, and we live in Philadelphia, and we know, you know, people getting carjacked every two hours here in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, like they carjacking. The carjacking is, and, and probably, I don't know where you live. If you live in a major city, you probably are dealing with the same thing. You know, the ski mask br- brigades are going around yeah. carjacking everybody. So random crime does happen. And, yeah. and sadly, people fall victim to random crime. But most crime, most homicides, are committed by someone that the person knows. They're not, it's not always this dark figure lurking in the corner, somebody stalking you. That 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 happens. Right. But most murders are committed by people that people know. And so the enemy being closer than you think, that that happens so often for these for these women whose stories we tell that these are not strangers, these are people that they've loved, people they've had relationships with, people they've given birth to, you know, people they've befriended. And they have been the one who was ultimately responsible for their murders. And, you know, we we all have relationships with people, you know, we all know people. But it, it, it's, it's, it's important to be vigilant and aware of the people that that you have in your life and sometimes there's nothing that you can do because you may not ever be able to come to the conclusion that this person is going to murder you like that's not something that we think about it's not something oh yeah you know what i mean so it's it's sad and and to have like i said in this situation for it to be your siblings the people that you grew up with that you shared a, a parent parents with or a parent with it's it's a it's a shame, but yeah, that's a that's definitely one of those. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a good comment because if you listen to Black Girl Gone, you listen to these stories, nine times out of ten, they're closer than these women have ever believed. You know, so yeah. But yeah. And um, you know, I just yeah, I just want to just for an overall o- overall mm-hmm. uh, comment. I, I've I've seen a lot of people in these comments say that. They remember the story mm-hmm. and how sad the story uh, was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just want to get people to understand that, you know, we know that people, some some people know these stories and mm-hmm. some people don't. Mm-hmm. And want people to realize that this is just an outlet for people to talk about these stories mm-hmm. and remember people. Um, you might have known this person um, you might have had a connection with this person, and this is just one of those outlets that you can, you know, kind of yeah. say, "Yo, I remember this story. I remember how sad I was when I heard this story," and um, that was some of the kind of the sentiments that uh, fell in the comments about yeah, the story. For sure. And like I said, and and this is a story that, like I said, has been featured on other true crime shows. Um, I'm sure there's been other podcasts who've, who've covered this story, and I think, and it's it's one of those stories that because of this happened in some small town in Virginia. A lot of times stories like this don't get that type of attention. They don't get that elevated to a true crime show on, on investigation, discovery, or oxygen. But I think because of the shocking outcome of this case and and how different it is from the from most 
cases that are covered even on those true crime shows is is why it's it costs so, so many people so many people's interest and like you said i you know black girl gone as a platform to tell these stories um to elevate not only the stories of missing and murdered black women but elevate black true crime you know what i mean Ele- elevate it to a point where people will um use these stories to help elevate the stories that need the attention. You know, these stories don't always need the attention. That's not why I told this story. I don't need, we don't, I didn't tell the story of Gail Smith because her murderers are still on the loose and we don't know what happened. But I tell the story because I know that people may know this story, you know, and they may want to hear me tell this story. They may want to hear it from my perspective or they may not have heard the story. And it's a story where it does have a conclusion, you know, that you get the you get the outcome, which a lot of our stories do not have that. We don't have an outcome. We don't know what happened. We're still looking for answers. But, you know, these stories are always mixed in with the uh, missing and the unsolved stories, you know, because it's all about elevating, you know, the stories of of, of Black women that, that, that they, they don't become taboo or niche stories or little news blurbs, but they become part of the mainstream media conversation when they happen in real time. So a lot of our cases are not happening in real time. We're not telling cases, we're not, you know, on the spot news that Black Girl Gone. A lot of the cases that we're telling have happened years ago. They've happened five years ago, six years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, but they still need the attention. And that's why they're being told on this on this platform. So. So yeah, so we yeah. appreciate all your comments. Keep letting us know. And like I said, if you if you heard if you know this story, yeah, let us know. You know, I, I, even the stories that haven't appeared on crime shows, people will say, you know, I've, I've I saw this story. I've, I've I saw this story on another podcast or or what have you. Um, but you know, it's all part of of elevating the stories. And the last thing I will say mm-hmm. before we get out of here mm-hmm. is don't be afraid to um, so. My wife, Amara, she's very, very open to hearing about cases, mm-hmm. cases that need to be heard, um, personal loved ones, anything that you um, anything that you have that just needs to be put to the forefront. Send her an email, send her a DM. Um, if we can't do an episode about it, um, she will at least put it on Instagram. We yeah. want to thank everybody that um, shared the uh, previous uh, post that she posted. Um, about the three young girls um, that um, we are now discovering new facts about. Mm-hmm. We want to thank everybody, all the um, people that that reposted it, and we want to let you guys know that it's working. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what what uh, Black Girl Going is trying to do is working. Yeah, it's it's helping, and um, yeah, you know, we're, we're 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 growing, and I think that. You know, like I said, if if I, I appreciate the suggestions and the story cases and keep and um, story suggestions, I keep them coming because, like Jason said, like if I can't do an episode on it, I'll try to figure out a way to share the information and get the information out there. You know, if you listen to the show, then you know that in order to make a whole episode, a lot of times I need a lot of information. And I understand that you may not have all of that information that doesn't make your story or what happened to your loved one, your mom, your sister, your daughter, doesn't make it any less important. It just makes it a little bit more difficult to 
create an episode around. But Black Girl Gone is committed to elevating all of these stories. And, um, you know, I'm going to, as as this platform grows and as, you know, we do more, I'm going to figure out better ways to, to do that, even outside of just the podcast and doing their story. So, you know, we appreciate you guys sharing, liking, you know, subscribing to YouTube, however you listen to this show. Um, we really, really appreciate it. And so, yeah, and that's pretty much it for this episode. It wasn't as long an episode as we usually have because we didn't have as many things to talk about, but um, definitely wanted to kind of share my thoughts about this episode and, and you know, how people will do anything for money. And we have to kind of keep that in mind. So, yeah, that's it for this week, Deltas. So next week, we will, of course, be back with a brand new episode of Black Girl Gone. And then Thursday, back with another Afterthoughts, as always. Um, Make sure you're continuing to, you know, leave your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're not subscribed, make sure you hit the subscribe button, the follow button, and um, we will talk to you guys next week. Love y'all. Bye. Peace. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.